Richard. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about The Sparrow, uh, a film from 1972, uh, an Algerian-Egyptian uh, co-production, a kind of an example of a political film. Uh, it was, it, it's, it's a film that I understand uh, was never shown uh, on Egyptian television and remains unavailable on DVD there to this day. Uh, I, mm. It's a film uh, that was very critical uh, of uh, the regime. And it's, a, it's, it's, it's the Shaheen film that I had most trouble with. How did you feel? I, yeah, I, I found it quite hard going. Mm. Um, but by the end, I think the, uh, the last... 40 minutes, 50 minutes or so, I, I was, I'd kind of got into the rhythm of it and really enjoyed it. Well, yeah, yeah, well, I did really enjoy the last section. Um, it is quite a bit like People of the Nile, or the, the People of the Nile, it's quite a kind of fragmented story. Um, mm. And I, I think you have to, uh, I, to, to, to be honest, I partway through watching it, I kind of paused and went and read an article about it. And thought, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. Because it's kind of, you know, not, it's deliberately not giving not giving you easy answers, and it's not showing you what you think is the main plot. I mean, the you know the main plot is the hunt for this guy that you never see, yeah. things like that. Um, and it, and it's sort of a you know like a slice of, of a slice of life, and all these very fragmented bits of narrative, mm. some of which don't go anywhere. Um, but that you know that's a, that's clearly a deliberate choice. I think it's a, it's a film that I probably need to watch it again. Well, uh, but I'm not sure I want to watch it again immediately, but I probably will watch it again. I mean, I must say, it's a film that I, I think I restarted four or five times because I started, you know, watch 15 minutes and then go do something else. And then the next day I felt, well, I've only watched 15 minutes, so I have to watch it from the beginning. <laughs> you know, and then when I got to about 30 or 45, then I, I began watching it at that point. But I think, <coughs> you know, it's a film that um, took me about five or six attempts to finish watching. Uh, and I wasn't smart enough, like you, to actually go and read on it uh, halfway through because I have this fetish, I suppose, about wanting my responses to a film to be my own. So actually, mm. I don't like knowing anything before the film or as little as possible because sometimes you can't avoid knowing. Yeah. Um, so I like to kind of see it, uh, you know... Uh, 
respond to it just on its own terms as a film using, you know, cinematic language. And mm. then kind of, you know, if it interests me, get better informed and, you know, then maybe see it again. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think you were smart this time because actually, I, uh, yeah, go on. Yeah, well, I was going to say, yeah, because I think the point when I started appreciating the film was once I'd read that article, the, well, we can link to the article, there's a very good article actually, we can link to that, um, that explains the, you know, the historic and, and political context and also talks about the narrative structure of the film and what and what he's trying to do. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it, it just makes a lot more sense when you read that. Yeah, I mean, we were struggling a bit because the copy that I saw uh, w had subtitles that weren't very good and then mm. we're always coming in like 10 seconds after the, the people spoke. Yeah. Um, and the um, French subtitles, I had a, a, a better version, which is also a different length, interestingly, just a little bit longer. Um, okay, okay. Of uh, um, the French version of it, uh, you know, and I am, I am trilingual, except that you know, because I only speak French now once or twice a year, I feel that when I watch the film in French, I've got to concentrate more on the subtitles. So then mm. you're sometimes missing the visual dimension of the film. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so maybe, because I, I certainly found with um, people of the Nile that when I'd watched that version with French subtitles twice, it took the second time to under, to really get to grips with it um, because you are, you have got that extra barrier. Um but but yeah, it's uh, it, it's there's some amazing sequences in this. I mean, there's, there's some really incredible bits, yeah. Um, which we'll we'll talk about. Um, I think we miss the you know it's clearly a very it's about a very specific moment in time. Yes. In Egypt, that was a very recent moment in time. Yes. Um, so you know, this would this this would be like someone in Egypt in thirty years time. Uh, 50 years, 1972, 50 years time, watching a British film about ordinary people's responses to the Brexit referendum yeah. <laughs> and trying to understand what the hell it was, the point was trying to be made. Because that, that, that's part of the problem here, that we, we don't understand that context. Let me, let me, take, let me um, talk a little bit about it, because I, I have hmm. now uh, read, uh, and you know, for our listeners uh, who might be interested... Uh, the film was an explicit political project. Uh, so, uh, uh, much to everyone's surprise, uh, uh, Egypt lost uh, the war uh, with Israel in only uh, six days. And this, uh, you know, was something that, as we see in the film, people couldn't understand because partly because they'd been lied to and say we're winning this battle and we're winning the other battle. So how come they lost the war? And the film uh, begins uh, incredibly extraordinary uh, uh, with an open letter that uh, Shaheen writes, uh, and which I have a translation of, if I could just now mm. find it. Uh, That'd be great, because the subtitles didn't really translate it. <laughs> so, the, so the film begins with this open letter uh, to its viewers, which it assumes is also the people of Egypt. So, and it says, on the streets of Cairo, Algiers, Tunis, and Baghdad, and all Arab capitals, 
young people stop me and ask, tell us, Youssef, what really happened in June 1967? How did we end up with such defeat and why? We thought that we were ready to fight. All these sincere and courageous people, these sparrows that I love, did not hesitate to flock into the streets in June 1967 to express their readiness to take on the new challenge. To all these people today, we try, through the sparrow, to illuminate a few of the national and international elements in which they, without their knowledge, became victims too. Yeah, this is the letter that begins the film. And I was very fascinated because, you know, the film is an explicitly political project. It's the result of interviews, yeah, so kind of, you know, uh, Shaheen isn't a documentarian, so he felt he couldn't make a documentary, you know, but he wanted to find out what had happened and on different levels of society. So he went and found out and incorporated some of the interviews, yeah, as part of the drama and the dialogue. Mm. And the narrative. And so one of the things that's strange about it is that it's a multi-narrative film. Yeah, we're often used to seeing films again of, you know, a protagonist or a couple. And Shaheen said that making the land changed his cinema. Yeah. Mm. So his cinema was different after the making of the land. And you could see it in this actually. Yeah, you could see, you know, all of those different narrative strands at play, you know, kind of multi protagonist. Yeah, a more symbolic form. You see all of that. Yeah. But without But also having... People of the Nile. Yeah. I was going to say People of the Nile was like that too, so yes. in a way. I suppose it is, yeah. It, as a political as a political and, you know, I mean, I think in a way, when, when you hear American filmmakers talk about, oh, I took a lot of risks with this one, you think, what, the, what does that mean? Like, what did you yeah. risk exactly, right? I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. this is a film in which people risk their lives, they risk their, their fortunes, they risk exile, right? Kind of, they risk jail. Um, it's very interesting because after the film came out, you know, there was calls for uh, uh, Shaheen's uh, citizenship to be revoked. Yeah, mm. and for him to be hanged in was Tahran Square or Tah mm. famous square. Wow! Well, yeah, uh, you know. So so yeah, this is a, and of course the film was banned and so on, right? So so this is a film yeah. that had like financial and political and you know legal consequence. I mean, it's a that's a risk, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so. Once you know once all you of that, and that. once you know what's in play, play, the film becomes more. Uh, exactly, yeah, and I, I think it's yeah, it's it's an interesting film. It, it's it's difficult film. Um, it's but you know, re it really is is rewarding viewing, and I, and I think there's some, and some of it is you know cinematically brilliant. Yeah, there's, there's some se sequences like the. Um, Early on, the sequence where there's an attack on a village, or yes. the the, uh, the army going to this village, and there are some Muslim women, and and they're kind of laughing in a building, but then it's suddenly they, they start firing guns, and the the editing is incredible. There's another sequence towards the end of the film where um, it's I mean there's a sex there's a sex scene which is kind of not, not a bit unexpected, but uh, then it kind of keeps being edited. You, you, keep, you get these very brief flashes of, of, of war footage yes. and then it kind of turns into what's happening to that, the character's brother in, in the 
in, in the Six Day War, and that's an incredible sequence. And the sequence at the end where they're listening to NASA's radio broadcast, and it's just this sort of very rapid cutting between mm. uh, different people's reaction to what's going on. Mm. Um, it is it's, it's, it's just amazing, and the, and there's there's humour in it as well. There's this brilliant sequence with the little boy who's. Yeah trying to get to Cairo and it's just it's really fantastic. really it's a really I've, funny scene and I've excerpted all of that all yeah, of those clips great. that Richard is talking about and they will be available at uh, in the blog post uh, so if you want to see exactly what we're talking about you can just kind of scroll down and you'll mm. have them available to you I must say that even when I wasn't enjoying the film or when I wasn't clear what was going on uh, there were things that I found made Shaheen a great filmmaker, right? So, you know, you, you look at the film at first sight and you say, oh, this is almost like an aesthetic of poverty or something, right? Mm. You know, particularly in the grungy version we saw it in. Um, but actually, if you look closely, you'll see how, you know, those, those comments that um, Cirque was one of his favorite directors, you can absolutely see it in this film mm. yeah kind of the use of mirrors is extraordinary and he uses oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. over and over and over again right you know as dramatic uses of off-screen space right but also mm. to create kind of this movement and rhythm through a movement of a camera through a mirror right uh there's a scene where an old drunk talks nostalgically about uh british imperialism where you know you have the uh, 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 the frame broken up into three sectors, right? You know the way that uh, a cirque would break up a frame, yeah. And mm. it's not only broken up into sectors, but it's also broken up into levels of depth, right? So things are happening in the foreground, by the window, behind the window, yeah. I, I mean, mm. it's just kind of he is an extraordinary metteur en scène, right? Yeah. Uh, there's one one shot that I really noticed was when it was the sequence with the little boy when he's running into a room and there's light the sunlight is shining into the this this kind of hut and it's just extraordinary the way the look of it is amazing. The look of it is amazing, but here I'm talking about the placement of people mm. in the frame, you know, the way that they're then frames within frames in the frame, and mm. then you know how a mobile camera kind of you know creates effects through all of these different kind of uh, mm. uh, positions in the frame. It's really, you know, the work of a hugely accomplished filmmaker, right, to be able to do that. Um, mm. And one of the things that I noticed was that you can also tell the period. You can tell that it's a film from 1972. Yeah, could mm -hmm. you? Is it? I'm not sure. I'm game. Is there one technique that you associate with this period more than any other? I'm not sure. No. I would say a zoom lens. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah? Right. Right. You know, so the film, yeah. which you, I haven't noticed before in Shaheen, though I'm sure there are, you know, but this constant zooming through a telephoto lens. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Zooming in and zooming out. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, so typical yeah. of this period, but he does wonderful things with it, actually. Uh, again, one of the things that I was very interested in reading, and I think uh, it's from, um, Ibrahim Fawal's book, where he said that, you know, so part of the part of the impetus behind this whole project was a, a, a project of political synthesis, right? 
to kind of take on different views, different sectors of society and synthesize them. So he felt hmm. it was incumbent upon him to also have an analysis that was dialectical and brought all of these different elements into synthesis as well. So what he did was he brought filmmakers and critics for the first time ever into the editing room. And he said mm. that, you know, a key person in all of this was the editor, who I believe was a woman, though I can't, I can't read Arab, so I don't know what, what her name is. Um, but actually, you can see that how fantastic the editing in this film is. Yeah. And one of the things that made that was very um, that I very much remarked upon was how even in those moments of zooming, <laughs> yes, so there would be a cut that would take place on the rhythm of the zoom itself, right? So you would have a zoom going backward, and then an, another zoom going at the same speed backward, but now on a different scene, right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, amazing. It, it would be interesting to know if that was this, if he was working with that same editor for uh, people of the Nile mm. because the editing in that is also incredible the, you know like the scene where yes. the guy goes towards his window and it cuts back 20 years because uh, uh, that was amazing editing and, and, and sort of um, and again it's interesting you know, this is going on in, in an Egyptian film and you know this idea of there being this sort of film and it, it's, it's very non-linear it's very fragmentary in terms of time you'll get you'll suddenly realize you're in a flashback you're you're, you're in a parallel story you, you, the these narrative strands and it's like you know like antonioni or something mm. like that and the this is kind of you know eurocentric or whatever view that these techniques were only happening in western cinema yes. and that's just not the case and and uh, it's such a sort of sophisticated use of, of of cinema though i think he's more linear than you're giving him credit for because you know what i found initially is you know i i was not finding it very linear because i wasn't <laughs> understanding what was going on right but once that might, he, you might be you might be right actually yeah yeah once once you understand um, then actually it's 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 linear in the same way that the land was linear yeah you, yeah mm. so you have flashbacks yeah that flesh out things uh, or you know Anjula Neil as well yeah you have this kind of you know the story moving onwards but then stopping at each moment to go back to different times which makes yeah, it a yeah. really rich. Uh, a world but actually the yeah. story here is quite clear so basically you know it's about two brothers right one is uh, a military and the other one is a young soldier who's going to 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 fight in the war right um there's a hunt for this guy al rasud or abu abu shad right um who's been terrorizing people in a region so you know when we f when we first see the the brother who is a protagonist yeah, he's he's gone to the hideout of this Abu uh, Shad. Uh, so uh, and there he meets a journalist, right, who is also on the same case. Uh, they discover that this is the brains behind this operation that has been denuding a factory that's been built to employ 6000 people. Right. Uh, and he's been, you know, terrorizing the people of the area to pick up, you know, different types of machinery and equipment and so on and sell it in the black market. The journalist uncovers that uh, it's not just this 
you know, gangland figure who's doing that, but that actually it's implicating all of the culture. All of the culture is corrupt. Yeah, including the journalist's own father, right, who is involved and who's constantly telling him not to follow the case. Yeah, uh, but uh, the son eventually finds out that his very father is involved in this racketeering. In fact, you know, almost everybody at every level of the country is. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, you know, uh, we meet a, a sheikh uh, who um, is out to kill this Abu Shad because uh, he's killed his brother, right? So, and on the, at the same time as you're getting a discourse on, you know, how computers are changing trade, military, factories, and so on, you still have on a rural local devil a life for a life mentality, right? Mm. Um, so, so I, yeah, I won't go on, but all of these trends are absolutely neatly tied together, yeah, and, mm. and kind of clearly tied together, I think, if we had been able to follow the language better. I, th I think that's right. I think, I think the... the I think the thing is, and this, and this is why I, it, it started coming together for me later to, in the film, that when you, when you sort of, it is quite fragmented, and when you work out towards the end of the film, this is how these things are connected. This is what's going on here. Uh, it, yes. it, it, it is really rewarding. The other thing that's really interesting is the guy they're hunting for, you, ne you never see him. I mean, yes. it's like the usual suspects or something. That, you never, that you you never, never, you never see, see this guy. And he, and he gets killed early in the film. Yeah. So actually, you never yeah. see him, Off but you're told that he's been killed 40 minutes into the film. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so and and, and also, that, yeah, that, that essentially he's been, um, you know, he's, he, it's kind of shoot-to-kill thing. He, yeah, they, yes. they claim that he was resisting arrest, but no, they just they just basically shot him. Yes. Um, so that that's... But, but yeah, I found that very interesting. This, this as, as you say, it, and... Uh, and this is what the the article we were reading was saying about the film that there there is what you're assuming is the main plot, which is about the hunt for this guy, yeah. but actually it's not because what they're saying is it's not just this guy; it's the whole, it's the system, it, and and this is what clearly what's so controversial that it's it's implicating that the you know the government are corrupt and the police are corrupt and the military are corrupt, and then yes. at the end NASA resigns and everyone takes to the streets to demand that he doesn't resign, yeah. but the film's already told you these people are being misled. Um, yes. So th that that's it's very interesting. Well, in fact, they're being told that they're winning when they you know yeah they've lost right. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah, and you know I, look at what's happening now in the world. It's kind of that still happens, right? It, it does. <laughs> um, you you know? know, though now it's happening. Like in you know uh, uh, what were once called first world countries, um, mm. so I mean I, I had a moment where I was you know so I saw the film and then I began reading on it, and uh, they were talking about the character I forget what her name is, but you know the mother who is who is a seamstress yeah mm. um, yeah. Uh, and they say, oh, she symbolizes Egypt. And then, you know, why the, why the fuck does she symbolize Egypt? And then I read another article, she's a symbol of Egypt. And I thought, what the fuck, <laughs> right? Like, you know, how does the film tell you that she's, the, you know, a symbol of Egypt? And of course, then I was so stupid, because actually a song tells you. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, you know, right, okay. so, so actually there's a line, yeah, the whole beginning of a song that tells you how this character right. is Mother Egypt. So, of course... <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So, but but again, again, because you're, 
I, I, I imagine there are things about that and things possibly even things about the casting and things about the way the character is portrayed and talked about that you you would just as a as a, as a contemporary viewer in Egypt you would just get that of course that, of course. that this that this woman is, is is symbolic you know she's like the equivalent of Britannia or, or yeah. whatever you know you 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 would just understand that yes. So Actually, I think that's why. Yeah, that's why I think I need to watch it again. You know. Cause. Yeah. Um, I was also reading that. So it's not just that the lyrics tell you this, and ostensibly the lyrics are by very famous uh, kind of folk protest singers of the era. Mm. And in fact, the film and the songs have come to symbolize the era itself. Yeah, which I think mm. is, you know, um, very interesting. So, but aside from you being told in song that this character is Mother Egypt, um, you know when she goes out onto the street yelling, we have to fight, yeah? Mm. Ostensibly, the image is a direct quotation of uh, um, a Delacroix painting, yeah, uh, of, of right, liberty. Right, of course, yeah. Yeah, liberty on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Which, which, again, is interesting in the context of Jamila the Algerian, where yes. they say, oh, and the French came and they brought, they taught us all about liberty, equality and fraternity. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, interesting, interesting. Um, yeah. So, so I think the film, you know, became kind of, richer and richer for me really uh, uh but i must say i did i did find it hard uh to watch and really the best part of it was the picaresque bits with the young boy yeah so you know again i've put a sector of that in a clip that you'll be able to see but there's this young boy uh who uh is on his way to a holy shrine in cairo yeah, and um, you know he he really behaves like an adult, and but yeah, but an adult who doesn't censor their feelings, you know. Mm -hmm. So he calls yeah. he yeah. calls them crooks, throws stones at them, calls them liars yeah. and cheats, which they are because they did. I mean, he's he they have yeah. done all the and, things he says, and he done. just keeps he just keeps coming back. He just keeps like they're trying to like send him home, and he just keeps turning up again. It's yeah. it's a really really funny sequence, it's a funny and, and it's interesting because it's like. Clearly, Shaheen was very good at getting these performances out of kids because, you know, similarly, there's that great scene in, in People of the Nile with the boy with the rabbits. And yes. it's, it's just these very sort of offbeat, funny bits with kids. Yes. Quite interesting. Though this is more than that, because I did, I did also keep wondering, you know, what is the point of the kids? So on the one hand, narratively, it's to bring humour into the story, right? Mm. Which it's, yeah. it succeeds yeah. in doing. But again, like People in the Nile and The Earth... This is a film where the characters are not just characters, but they're also symbols. Yeah, mm. right. You know, so you have you have a journalist and you have a soldier and you have a policeman. You know, and mm. you have a normal working class woman and you have a modern young woman. You know, you have a journalist. Yeah, yeah? and of course you have this little boy, right? You know, and and clearly this mm. little boy is meant to be the sparrow, the future, the young, yeah, the, you know, yeah. the future of Egypt, which is like, mm. you know, constantly let down and lied to and cheated, but moves ahead nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought that was, you know, so, so once 
Once yeah. you read oh, all these characters as symbols and so on, then you say, well, actually, yes, I get it now. Yeah, you can see how they all kind of, you know, fit into the narrative and and cohere and make sense. Yeah, and and yet 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 again, um, I think we have to mention this <laughs> the scene that I think you've already made a gif of of the um, you know Shaheen lingering on men's bodies yes yes large to a large extent and that 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 was very interesting (laughs) yes so Um, there is very much what i would call a gay gaze really you mm. know so uh um and we see it you know in several sequences where you have incredibly beautiful men you know and they're and they're filmed very erotically right or the or, or the camera lingers a bit too long yeah that is kind of showing you the beauty of the faces or the bodies and not mm. just, you know, uh, the character. Um, I also thought it's another of his incredibly feminist films, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's that scene at the beginning with the wife of the Sheikh, yeah, whose brother has been killed, uh, where, you know, uh, she says, oh, you, you know, you men constantly undressing women, right? So two men had gotten, had been killed fighting over a woman, yeah, mm. in this outpost. And of course, whether she consented or didn't consent or wanted their attention or didn't want their attention was like besides the point, right? Yeah. So, so, yeah. so the yeah. woman tells you that. And then there's this wonderful dream sequence flashback at the end of the film uh, where you know our 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 protagonist Ralph, yeah, um, the policeman, uh, falls in love uh, with uh, this modern girl who's who's the daughter of Mother Egypt, um, and he has got like a kind of a dream sequence where he imagines her coming naked to his bed, or coming in her nightgown to his bed, yeah, and then. Other men, yeah, talking about her in the same way that this woman earlier on in the film complained of, right? So it brings up this thing of now the woman that he looks, that he loves or desires, kind of being objectified Mm. and abused through a gaze, yeah, or more. But uh, yeah, even a gaze is abusive, undressing with your Mm. eyes. Uh, in the same way that is referenced in the early part of the film. I think it's quite, quite kind of amazing for a film directed by a man in that period. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So. I'm particularly a man in that period, in that culture. Yes. Um, yeah, very, you know, um, so, yeah. It's a, yeah, so it, it's, a, it's a fascinating film. I, you know, I, I think, I, you know, I, I, I do need to watch it again to, to grasp it, really. Um, and I can see why, oh, you know, if you're going to pick 12 Shaheen films to put on Netflix, um, I can see a number of reasons why this isn't one of those. Partly the controversy over it, because presumably yes. the, the collection on Netflix is defined by the by the copyright owners. Um, but also it's, it's a very difficult film. Um, yes. it, so... Though, again, you see, my view is like that, you know, part of the function of criticism, in a way, is to open up these difficult films, right? to make to make them less difficult and more accessible. So, and one of the hooks, or one of the reasons to watch this film is, if from what I've read, the film truly is as significant 
in the Arab world as it ostensibly is, right? Mm. Then there's all the more reason to kind of, you know, find an in and try to understand, you know, why it is held in such esteem and why it is so historically significant and why it continues to be, you know, kind of part of an intellectual history of these mm. cultures, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So are there um, bits that you particularly fancy that we might not have talked about? I think we've covered most of them. I think the, as I said, there's there's certain moments where you're watching it and you 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 just like blown away by 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 how he's making the film, how he's editing it, how he's shooting it, uh, and as I say, that 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 early scene in the. Um, in, with the army guy going into the village is it, it, just incredible with some very fast editing and I'd love to know the name of the editor because she, she was a, she was amazing um, that that scene you mentioned the you know, the sex scene where it, it, the, the war starts intruding into that is, is, is fascinating uh, the fast editing later on when they're listening to NASA's speech I mean it, it, there's so many bits in this that I think even if you're not grasping everything that's going on it, you you're you're you know you're fully aware this is a great filmmaker you know this this is a mm. you know it, it it's yeah it is on on yeah on 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 the other hand it was hard work you i i do need to watch it again and that's going to be hard work as well but i will get more <laughs> of it next time um but it's sort of but it it's sort of um you know, you're you're getting your medicine from Shaheen in this one. You know, it's not it's not a, but it's still it's still an involving watch. You know, still there's still sequences where you, like with all his films, where you do connect to the characters and you you do get involved in what's in what's happening. But I guess you're more aware that there's formalism going on in terms of how structuring it. Yes, I think as a work, as a formal work, it's prodigious. Yeah, mm. like you know, the use of the medium is just like extraordinary. I also think that it's structurally extraordinary. So, you know, you have the letter of Shaheen to his viewers at the beginning, and the response to that is Nasser's speech to the Egyptians at the end, right? And then the yeah, final yeah. word is given to the people. But actually, Shaheen speaking to his audience and Nasser speaking to his are kind of like a bookend to the film, aren't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and and it's also interesting, and I and I don't know, and I don't know enough about the situation, both in terms of Shaheen, but also in terms of the politics of, of Egypt, to actually make an make an informed comment on this. So I'm just going to observe that it's interesting that, given that there was a relationship between Shaheen and Nasser in terms of what happened with people of the Nile, and, and Nasser Saladin. supposedly, yeah, and with Saladin, yeah. and and uh, so it's kind of you can perhaps uh, track his, um, track Shaheen's view of NASA changing over time through these films. And this film, while, while no one in the film comes out and says that NASA is not great, that's the that's the lesson of the film, I think. The, the, well, you know, the, these problems were led from the top, I think. Well, no, I, actually, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue that because I think mm. what the film shows you is that Egypt is a country and a culture 
corrupt on every level. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it's not just a question of policy. It's interesting, for example, that it's not just government officials who are stealing, right? You know, the factory is being stolen by gangsters, by respectable mm. people, you know, <laughs> by business, ordinary businessmen, right? Everyone is imbricated in the stealing and corruption, right? So it's not just yeah. a, a question of blaming the person at the top, right? Uh, it's yeah, it's the it's the whole culture that's blamed, you know. But of course, the government and, is is the leader of it. So yes, yeah, and it's a, I, I guess it, an interesting comparison um, would be to look at this in the context. It's made in 1972. Um, looked at it in the context of those kind of um, those American like early 70s government conspiracy type films like the parallax view yes. and uh, all the president's men and stuff like that um it's sort of it, it's not the same but it's but it, I, I think it's i guess if you're trying to describe this to somebody it's like this is the egyptian version of one of that that sort of film but, because it, it's it's fragmentary and, and, it, and it it addresses the political situation but i think obliquely. much braver and more daring both formally yes, yeah you know, and thematically. I mean, this is a film that's taken on the whole government, right, mm. and the whole culture, and it's denouncing all of it, and it's doing so through quite challenging ways. There's not one protagonist. There's like seven, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's it's kind of a multi-character uh, uh, narrative rather than a single-character narrative or a couple as you know, or a narrative structure around the couple. So it is kind of, you know, very complex and daring filmmaking mm. about, uh, you know, taking on a very brave issue. And one of the things that just gobsmacked me by Shaheen's letter, right? I mean, think of what underpins that. I mean, here's a filmmaker who knows he's got an audience. He's addressing mm. the people as if he himself were president or the editor <laughs> of a newspaper, right? Mm. So, you know, he's seeing cinema as a mass medium, you know, through which he can communicate his political philosophy and analysis, right? And he imagines that he's got an audience and he imagines that, like, cinema is the ideal vehicle through which to do it. I mean, mm. you know, the whole notion of it seems so fantastical now, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, can you imagine? Well, actually, here, you can, right? Um, what's his name who did the film about uh, um, Ken Loach? Oh, I, Ken Loach, yeah. Daniel Blake. I, Daniel yeah. Blake, was a film that takes on issues like this, except it's more Manichaean, there's good guys and bad guys. Yeah. Right, it's more individualistic. Yeah, it's I, Daniel Blake. I'm a symbol of the people, but it's I, Daniel Blake. <laughs> right, it's not. Yeah. You know, a journalist and a little boy and a yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but actually, that would be a comparison. Yeah, I think Ken Loach. Yeah. Is yeah, somebody, that's, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Um, you know, though, yeah. though, um, in my view, you know, just the cinematic skill on display in the Sparrow is way beyond anything that I've seen Ken Loach do. <laughs> saying. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I appreciate I, 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 saying it to an Englishman. <laughs> I think my, I, I, we, 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 we're going off topic here, but I, th I, I think the, the most interesting quote I've heard about Ken Loach was from um, Kislovsky 
I think it was Kislovsky who said that he he was a real fan of Ken Loach and he would love to get just get a job just like making the tea on a Ken Loach film just to uh, see how he does it. <laughs> well, <laughs> so but but there you go. Uh, but anyway, anyway, but but on the other hand, uh, I agree. I agree with you. The thing is, this this film is very different to what Ken Loach is trying to do. In the, you know, this is yes. this is this is although it's a polemical film, um, it's still made in a very glossy way, in a very artistic way, in a very um, you know erotic way. In some in some cases, Ken Loach is you know, working in different ways, working with non professionals, working with, with with you know Northern Club comics playing roles in his films, and and um, in a very kind of cinema very very type way. So yeah, yeah. different uh, different no, that, thing. That's true, but I suppose I only wanted to bring up the similarity in the sense that they are speaking directly to their time, right? Um, I think yeah, that's it because if you because again if you watched I Daniel Blake in twenty years time. Uh, you know, it would not have the impact that it had on people yes. at or the time. If you're if you're watching it in fifty years' time in Egypt, <laughs> uh, exa <laughs> exa exactly, exa exactly, and, that, and, that, and that's the thing that we're watching something that had a very. It was this film was making a very specific point about a very specific social and political situation at a very specific time, uh, yeah. and. I, th I think it does kind of transcend that, but it does take a bit of work to get get into the mindset of it. My colleague used to say, my colleague Victor Perkins, you know, he used to say that he really hated people sneering at cinema, mm. right? Because he says, you know, even very bad Hollywood films, right? Like, there are, like, half a dozen of the greatest artists in the world working on them, right? You know, they might be doing sets or doing lighting or, you know, or even just kind of, you know, drawing um, the, sh the shots or whatever. Mm. Yeah, but uh, the musicians, the, you know, you have some of the greatest cellists and pianists working in the orchestra, right? You know, so, so he, he, he said, I really hate people who sneer right rather than try to understand mm. right because kind of you know the problem is not that the films are not up to their level the problem is that they are not up to the film's level right? yeah yeah <laughs> that they the, the 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 film's understanding exceeds theirs and they just don't get it and actually i think this is one of those films yeah that like you know i think the film uh, could very well be great you know, and I'm just not up to the heights at the moment. I, yeah, I, th I think I've convinced myself that I do I, that. I will watch this again. I mean, I, but on, on the other hand, we've got several other Shaheen films to do this week, so it won't be yet. But I will watch it again, and and, yes. uh, I, I, and I think it, it is the kind of film. But then, like many films, like like that the, are the structured unusually, like like the usual suspects, or like Memento, or yes. whatever, the or, or shortcuts, or Pulp Fiction. You know, where where you've you've got a narrative that's presented presented to you in a in a slightly different way that you have to put a bit of work in to understand what that film is trying to tell you uh, plus also you've got the added thing here of the culture and the political situation that you don't understand so you know it's 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 not unreasonable that, that you might need to do some more work but the but yeah I think the thing is the earlier films we saw um, I think in fact all the films we've seen so far all 
just kind of work on first viewing and they grip you emotionally. Yes. I mean, people of the Nile, I had to watch twice, but that was because that was because the subtitles issue, you know. But all, all the all the others, they they do grip you emotionally, and you and you do get you you just get it. You understand what they're getting at. Whereas this one, yes. I think you need to know you need to know more of the context. Yes. Whereas the, yeah, the other right. ones, yeah, the other ones, yeah, even even though you know the like the fifties like ones where it's a very very different culture, but you immediately get. Just what's yeah. going on with Omar Sharif and the, yeah. and, and, and the, the, and the woman? Yeah, it's just are similar. Yeah, they work as melodramas. Mm. You know, very very viscerally. Those earlier films, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas, I mean, I think your your um, initial analogy to Godard and Antonioni. I mean, I wouldn't quite go that far. Yeah, um, because I think this is a more structured and accessible film mm. formally. Yeah, but it's also um, but it's also formally and thematically a much more complex film than Cairo Station, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. so therefore it makes more more demands on the viewer. Uh, yeah. And one of those demands is an understanding of the historical context, which we lack. <laughs> well, yeah, ex exactly. It's not something. Well, I, I I was thinking about this whether because we. Um, it's, this is an accident of fate because when I did my um, when I was sixteen and, and did my history, what was O levels in those days, the way I was taught history was around understanding research skills, and so you did two. Oh, you, well, yeah, one of the things you did was a modern world study, and you could do one of two that was defined decided by the by the class teacher, not by yourself. You know, um, so in my school. One group did the Arab-Israeli conflict, and one group did uh, the Chinese Communist Revolution. And I was in the group. That, I was in the group that did the Chinese Communist Revolution. And I'm now going to. Yeah, I want to go back and phone up my history teacher and say you should have taught me about the Arab-Israeli conflict because I would have understood this film a lot better. <laughs> it's terrible, you know. I was I was on the uh, Canadian equivalent of University Challenge. Oh, called, oh wow. <laughs> which is called Reach for the Top. <laughs> and um, Is okay, this on I'll, YouTube? I'll, can, we, can we find a clip of you on no, the... No, I'll send you a photo. Oh, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> um, and, you know, it's so funny because all I remember, there was one question, and I just remember that I... I don't know what the question was, but I remember that the answer was the Gaza Strip. <laughs> and, you know, and that's about, you know, the extent of my knowledge, of my lack of knowledge on, uh, you know, kind of Middle Eastern. Yeah, politics. yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so in spite of, uh, you know, this, these mixed views, uh, maybe that you're hearing from us, I would highly recommend uh, that people uh, watch this film. Uh, uh, the the cinematic um, qualities and and skills on display are quite extraordinary. I think it's an example of what a political film could be. Yeah. Um, so you know, kind of people are debating, well, how to make political cinema? What is political cinema? Why bother with political cinema? I think the film, this film gives answers to many of those questions, even if they might not be the answer, it kind of, you know, feeds into its mm. interesting debates uh, on them. So, uh, you know, I would warn you that it's not a, quite an easy watch, but I think it's a very rewarding watch. I mean, rewarding enough, you know, for both Richard and I to be thinking about seeing it again. Is that mm. right, Richard? 
yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so is there any last thing that you want to add? I don't think so, other than we should point out this. Obviously, this is not on Netflix. Um, it's yes. on. A, it's available on uh, a DVD box set from France. Yes. Um, so, um, and yeah, so yeah. that's where it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, so you, it, but if, and if you can find a copy, it's worth watching. Yes. Watching. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much for listening. We are the uh, Youssef Shaheen uh, podcast. This is our eighth uh, episode and we will be returning in a few days with a podcast on... Well, we will be talking about the other version of People of the Nile. This is very exciting. Ah, so, yeah, yes. this is... So uh, our ninth <laughs> and, and brief podcast will be a return uh, to Anjou le Nil, or People of the Nile. And the one after that will be the return of the prodigal son. That's right. And then after that, Alexandria Y with a special wow. guest star. So that's... Yeah. Right. So uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. And we hope... Uh, 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 to um, that you return for our subsequent podcast, do drop us a line, particularly if there's something that you think we got wrong that is important to correct. So if there are, you know, some experts on Egyptian history or culture, yeah, please do contribute. We, we very much would welcome such contributions. Uh, Definitely. So thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> يسبح كلامنا سلامنا يطوف عالسامعين معنا عصفور محندق يزقزق كلام موزون وله معنى عالأرض صمرا وقمرا وضفا ونهر الزمن شاب وانت شابه ورايح وانت جايه جايه فوق الصعب ماشيه فات عليكي ليل وميه واحتمالك هو هو وابتسامتك هي هي تضحكي للصبح اصبح بعد ليله ومغربيه تطلع الشمس تلاقيكي ماجي بانيه وصبيه يا بانيه